Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Brett and Cliff's Flea Circus. My name's Cliff with me bubbly hands. <laughs> I love your bubbly hands. And I'm Brett. I, I don't have the bubbly hands. I don't possess that power. Okay, well, shame on you. Um, I wish I did. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. Fine and dandy, I'd say. Do you yeah, all right, man. Do you want to address the Queen this week? Do I want her address her? I would like to give her address and down. Okay, what for? Just various ills. Okay, I've read, I got a thing today, a, a news alert saying, um, they didn't say memorial, but I guess a memorial for Prince Philip's going to take place. And then it said right. underneath it, the Queen hopes to make it. Oh, oh. <laughs> who else she is She hopes go? to make it. <laughs> Actually, she's the only person who wants to go to it. I think that's true. But then again, she might have revised her opinion and just thought, yeah, I'll not bother. (laughs) (laughs) But like, if it's the case that she's not well enough to make it, just wait Uh a while. There's no need to have it right now, is there? (laughs) Well, why do you need it? Why do you need one anyway? That's what I say. I'm not advocating it. Just thought it was bizarre that they're putting it on and she might not go. Is it going to be on the telly? I don't know. I didn't read. Could you stop read. at home and watch it? Couldn't you? <laughs> didn't read much more into it after that. Nah, have you done any watching no. or listening or reading this week? No, I haven't. No, I, well, I, I read every week. Yeah. I, so I've, I've started the Green Mile. That's the next scene okay. that I'm reading. Mm. And uh, no, I've got a new game, and I've, I've been playing that quite oh, a bit. It? It. It's called Elden Ring. That's what okay. it's called. It's You're very addictive. You play a campion. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what it's about. Let's not go into that. <laughs> the ring bit. No, it's it's a, a, a. It's like, have you ever heard of a game called Dark Souls? I mean, I've heard of it, but I've got no idea what it's about. There you go. It's it's by that guy in uh, the Game of Thrones. Right, has wrote some of it as well. well so uh, yes, all right. can't finish the story, Good. but uh, having a go at that. <laughs> exactly, he's moved on to someone else. <laughs> yeah, what, what have you been up to? What you've been doing? Yeah, I tell you, last week I was reading Pat Nevin's autobiography. Yeah, is it just about Morrissey and that? And turn yep. up at his house, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's pretty boring to be honest. Like I, I like it. The football stuff's quite good because obviously he's talking about eighties football, um, which uh-huh. is good. He's talking about people like Kerry Dixon and David Speedy and stuff like that. Um, Harry Dixon. Uh, so the football stuff's good because it's obviously of a different era, one bit of a hark back to different times. But um, yeah. the crux of the book is I'm not like any normal footballer. I like music and that, and I didn't wasn't even that asked about being a footballer. But I trained every day for a million hours to be good at it. So presumably <laughs> he was that. But then, um, uh, and his job now is a commentator and to be on. <laughs> And a DJ. Know, talk sport. A DJ in oh, he's a DJ as well, is he? Did yeah. he does he mention that Russian goalkeeper that Chelsea used to have? What was his name? Lidovetsky. Remember him? No, oh, Dimitri Karin. That's him, I. Does he mention him? He was well gone before then. There was a guy called, I think it was Eddie Nidovetsky. Mm-hmm. Was he? And this guy was apparently that? was class, but he had to retire at 27. And uh, after he, uh-huh. uh, so basically when Pat Evan joined Chelsea, they got promoted from uh-huh. what would be the championship now. And then they were sixth. And then they were good again the next year. 
and this keeper got injured and he never came back and uh-huh. uh, they got relegated. They like never won a game again after he got. Um, I mean, that's an well, exaggeration, but they lost a lot. He yeah. said like, we were still scoring loads. We were third mm-hmm. highest goal scorers in the league, but we got relegated because we couldn't stop. Concerned. But we had a terrible goalkeeper. Well, I, I didn't realise. My dad will like Pat Nevin, I'm sure. Um, but uh, he, he's bigging himself up. Not, it doesn't seem boastful, but he seems to be a better player than I remember him being because I think he would have been at yeah. Tranmere when we were young, wouldn't he? Maybe, aye. Maybe he's towards the back of his Everton career, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. But uh, the Chelsea fans love him, don't they? Uh, well, so it he sounds like he was great. Like, he was like 19 or something. He was straight, never never played for anybody yeah. before and straight into their first team and like got them promoted. Sounds like he was class. But yeah, there's a lot about oh, well. music, hanging out with John Peel and stuff like that, going on his uh-huh. radio show and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's quite good. <laughs> Randomly. But a lot of it's like, and obviously being a very principled man, I wouldn't stand for that. And I had to say something. And then the fans, <laughs> people didn't get it because I wore a long coat like Echo and the Bunny Man. And I didn't want to get off the loads of lasses. <laughs> like it's just that over and over and over again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey Cliff, would you like to hear more from the lecturer Patrick Allett? Oh, go on. Are you still on the same book? No, I'll finish that one now. I'm under a different one now. But is the, the guy what happened in on the, the end? new one isn't as funny. Well, wouldn't you know the British Empire collapsed? What was the last part? It of was the no British more. Empire? The Commonwealth still happens, doesn't it? So Australia and some of those places are still quite keen on it. Well, no, they're not. They're not keen on it at all. None of them are keen on it. Nobody is. I I think towards the end of it, it was like getting rid of, not getting rid of Hong Kong, but like relinquishing control of Hong Kong and stuff like that. What was that guy's name? Anyway. Patton. Patton. (laughs) That's Uh World War II. Right. (laughs) This is a, this is, He's talking about Gandhi. Everyone, everyone likes to hear about Gandhi, don't they? Uh, Here we go. Go on, then. He was married at the age of 13 to a woman called Casturbai. And at first, he says he was brutal towards her and lustful. Later on, when he was 37 years old, he gave up sex altogether. In fact, Gandhi Same. thought that women were better than men because he believed that they didn't enjoy sex. Later on in life, he used to sleep with young women, but he said it was solely for warmth and as a test of his resolution. Um, Psychobiographers have been... There you go. You think, you think you'd ever still get away with that? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll sleep with the women, but it's solely for warmth. <laughs> put, put some old clothes on, Gandhi. Do you know what I mean? wandering around in a fucking tea towel. You might, <laughs> might not <laughs> It's a great excuse, that, isn't it? I, I, yes, I do so sleep with young women. We've said but before it's that only for warmth. All of these gurus are there just to find attractive women to have sex with. Uh, but I didn't uh-huh. think Gandhi was one of them, to be honest. Uh, yes, uh, well, <laughs> wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know that Gandhi was one of those as well? What a man. Next will be telling us that Dalseem has the same practices. <laughs> Dalseem. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll play you a little bit more. This okay. one's about. A man called Lord Curson. Do you know okay. what Lord Curson? No, I don't either. But let's hear about him. Plate armour. It was so hot. Among the very grandest of the viceroys was Lord Curzon. He was a man who wanted to be best at everything and certainly wanted to be prime minister. Though in the end, he never quite made it, though he got very, very close. He was raised in the English county of Derbyshire by and, and raised by his family who hired a deranged governess when he did badly in his lessons, she'd make him wear a dunce cap or a hat with the word liar written on it, and then she'd parade him through the village streets. <laughs> so uh, that might have made him slightly odd right from the outset. But it... And there you go. That is absolutely mental. <laughs> this, isn't it? A deranged governess. And he also, <laughs> I mean, this it really does sound like Alan Burrish. <laughs> It really, really does, and especially the words that he's saying sound like an Alan Partridge thing, like on that one show thing. They really do. (laughs) Um, I watched uh, a film this week, Brett, Mm -hmm. called "Last Night in Soho," which is Edgar Wright's latest. Is it good? It is one of the stupidest, worst films I've ever seen in my entire life. 
Sorry, Edgar, oh, if no. you're listening, but it was fucking Damn garbage. It. <laughs> was it, is, it, is it a ghost story or something? I mean, um, I haven't watched it. It's been out for a while. You know what, Brett? It's about a young lass who mm-hmm. uh, is obsessed with the 60s and also dreams of becoming a fashion designer in London, uh, much like a mom did in the swinging mm-hmm. 60s days, I think. Uh, yeah. So she goes to London and her grandma warns her, don't let it overwhelm you like it did your mom who killed herself. Oh, it's not a very nice place. So she goes down there to London. She's a bit out of place because she likes the 60s and that. And uh, uh-huh. she ends up seeing in the reflection a 60s lass and then in her uh-huh. dreams ends up becoming kind of semi becoming the 60s lass and she's in the 60s and she loves it because it's like she's a, a singer uh in these right. old 60s clubs and it turns out she's not brett she's being used as a prostitute and actually she hates it so she spirals out of control and you know what brett? Ooh, i think the lass, i think the lass actually has some mental health problems <laughs> So what is the 60s uh, second life a way of coping with the, you know, the horrors of reality, is it? Is that the the tale? No, I think it's the other way. I think it's kind of the other way around. Like, uh, she goes a bit mad because of that stuff. The pressures of following her mom and all of this and being out of place. Anyway, it stars that Anya Taylor-Joy from The Witches. Um, Uh Uh-huh. And she's a... She's a she's a odd looking lady, her isn't she? She looks like the uh, PlayStation advert girl from nineteen ninety two or whatever. Yes, yeah, she does. She's in Peaky Blinders. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're horrendous, Blinders? absolutely horrendous yeah. uh, accent mm-hmm. and stuff. I don't. I've watched the new series because the last two were garbage, nonsense garbage, and this one seems like it's even worse. Oh, they did. Uh, I still like it. I think it's great, mate. Although I, Tom Hardy's back, it. I hear, and that is worth yes. watching because the only thing I think he's good in. <laughs> I disagree. He's good in everything, but yes, there you go. So, so yeah, is that your, good. is that your chit chat done? Is your that chit chat done? done? It's done. I'm chatting, chit chatted out, chit chatted out. <laughs> what have you picked this week? I've Mr. picked Bubble Hands, a 1983 uh-huh. show called Manimal. Manimal. Do you understand what wow. that? What I'm saying there, Brett? No, what what could it mean? What could well, it be? If you think of the word man, and yes. also think of the I'm word animal. Can you think of the word uh, animal? Oh, not at the same time. Well, you don't have to. Just say them together, manimal. Right, manimal. Mm-hmm. You've got the picture. Mm-hmm. It's a man and an animal uh-huh. in one. Right. Mm-hmm. And what is this manimal? What's his job? What so, does he do? I mean, he's a professor. What's his quest in life? He's a professor. He teaches uh-huh. students about uh, the ways of animals. But in uh-huh. his spare time, he turns into animals to help solve police investigations. Whoa, whoa, whoa. back <laughs> up. He turns into animals. <laughs> he seems to turn into animals, keep those same animals that he turns into, and be able to uh-huh. command other animals <laughs> while he's an animal <laughs> into doing his business. Right. I'm, I'm just imagining that he commands them with a very simple look. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, this is... is... Would I be way <laughs> off the mark with that guy? No, no, you'd be, you'd be bang on the nose. <laughs> 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 uh, so this is 1983's Manimal, a Glenn A. Uh-huh. Larson production. And if uh, you don't know who Glenn A. Larson is, you certainly will know Magnum P.I., Knight Rider, yeah. Battlestar Galactica. There is three successful shows. There was a lot mm-hmm. more about as successful as Manimal, <laughs> which was not <laughs> successful whatsoever. Yeah. Um, Auto Man. Auto Man, which is the one I originally wanted to watch, just turns into a car. Could get in a car, <laughs> but he turns into one. <laughs> um, so this is well. This uh, is this is yeah. very similar, isn't it? Yeah. To be but, perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. So it I stars mean, unnecessary powers. <laughs> yeah, unnecessary <laughs> powers. So th- th- we watched the pilot episode, which is on for far too long, considering what happens in it. Um, yeah. And it stars Simon McCorkingdale. It does indeed. Yes, that what a wonderful second name, McCorkingdale. <laughs> I like that. 
a bloke who was in casualty in that. Yeah, and um, but he, he was in Death of the Nile. Death on the Nile. Death on the Nile. Yes. Death on the Nile. That was big. Was in but I haven't seen it. Uh-huh. That's who that is, isn't it? Oh, is that, it? That Christie thing. Oh, I would have seen that, it. Is that what the new one? Seventies one. I think so. I must be a remake. I. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> also, Melody Anderson from is in our this as well. Flash. From uh huh, the Winnie Flash. So she's she's in it. Uh, she is a detective, stroke beat cop when it suits. <laughs> <laughs> called Brooke McKenzie. Mm-hmm. Although I don't think anybody muttered her name throughout the whole pilot episode. <laughs> no, I think it was like, I think she kept getting called Miss McKenzie. Or very, detective. Just detective. <laughs> Miss McKenzie, <laughs> quite a patronizing way. Um uh-huh. there's a couple other people in it. Um, well, Ursula Andrus is in this episode. Um yes. looking she's the main buddy. Quite stark, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I think I'd agree. Although I did enjoy a massive fur coat, a big fur coat, and yeah, hair that's at once slick back and also wild and free. <laughs> it's, it's a crazy look. <laughs> it's, it's an odd style, but they did manage to convince her to take her clothes off. Yeah, didn't they? So more there of you that go. later, and uh, more of that. Two of the guys, I think. There's um, the chief of police. Um, can't remember his name now. And yeah, animals. He's also got a friend, friend. hasn't he? A, TJ? a friend, yeah, Ty Earl, I think. Ty, no, that is that, that, yeah, yeah, that's it. So, yeah, I mean, again, that poor fella is no introduction to who he he's is. No introduction. <laughs> 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 it's just his mate who keeps turning up. He drives, uh, let's face it, it's his driver. She's <laughs> driver. Is he driver? <laughs> Do you think? It's I mean, terrible. He, so, Professor, um, what's he called? Jason, Jonathan Chase. Jonathan Chase, or JC, he insists to be called. JC, oh, again, yeah, just call no re- JC. No reason for that. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> um, no reason. Oh, apart from he's got it written on his pajamas. <laughs> All of his pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, obviously, if he's got it written on his pajamas, then you would want to be called that, wouldn't you? I mean, he's not going to have his full name printed on his pajamas, is which he? is which is why I like to be called Batfink. <laughs> so, yeah, had you ever heard of this show before, Brett? I'd, I've heard of it. I don't just through internet stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I certainly can't remember it. I think it would have been. You know, remember when everybody got Sky in the yeah. 80s and got yeah. a, a big satellite dish outside the house? It was probably on like Sky One or something, wasn't it? Because it yeah. wasn't on terrestrial TV that I can remember. Um, no. I mean, it might have been on Bravo or something like that afterwards, but certainly I, I don't remember it at all. Um, so, no, I mean, it's just internet stuff. Like you'll see a, a clip of it, and I've heard you talk about it before. Well, I think this ridiculous premise. I think Mark Dinnan, who's been on the podcast, this is one of the things he wanted to do. I think ages ago right. mentioned it. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't bother asking him this time. Says <laughs> 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 Mark. Um, and he mentioned it. And then, yeah, I've just seen it get, because that Glenn A. Larson guy produced all that stuff. So if you start looking at any of that stuff, Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. this pops up pretty much. Yeah, and I'd seen Auto Man was on my uh, Skybox that keeps getting pushed in my face to watch that. Or maybe it's just on the first page of the listings. I can see it. Maybe. Um, it knows your tastes. So, it, the uh, yeah, that's it. And, and then last week, we saw our our mate Paolo, uh, mm-hmm. Simulacron Lab. Uh, yes. He had done a cover version of the theme tune. I was like, oh, well, let's do it then. <laughs> it seems uh, to be, maybe it's a, a sign. Yeah, that's what definitely pushed in the in the way of doing it for for sure. So but, I said yes. last week, easy to find. It's on YouTube. He has a link to it. Mm, sent you yeah. the link. Or I was about to send you the link, and I watched it mm-hmm. myself. And uh, oh, Spanish. Every single episode on YouTube's in Spanish. <laughs> Every single word, <laughs> even the word "manimal" is translated <laughs> to Spanish. So yes, we didn't watch that. Did we discover it in a different way? 
No. And it was, it did have Bravo written yeah, on the top was, of it. It was taped off Bravo. Taped <laughs> the off The version Bravo that we watched. Was... <laughs> Not the highest quality recording, but there's mm-hmm. a reason for that. It got cancelled after seven episodes and nobody ever wanted to watch it again, <laughs> apart from in France, where apparently it's one of the most popular TV shows of all time. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Bloody French. What the, what the like? What the like? <laughs> I mean that's that's insane, isn't it? That the the friend maybe it's just the love of pigeons because he could turn into a pigeon. I he don't could. know. He could, yeah. He is could it a pigeon in... or is it a hawk? I'm not sure. I thought it was a hawk, but is it an eagle? It is. It's a hawk. It's an eagle. That's what it is. It's an eagle. <laughs> but its only job is to steal cameras. <laughs> so, <laughs> the premise is that this guy's a uh, he's a professor and he teaches about animal behaviour. Um, mm-hmm. But what you kind of only half get told towards the end of this episode is that it's something to do with his dad, who mm-hmm. is some kind of colonialist, because uh, he's a very posh <laughs> yes. British guy, isn't he? So his dad was some kind of colonialist. And mm-hmm. it, the, the suggestion is that he got delved into some dark arts and jungles of uh, Cambodia and things like that. <laughs> and somehow his son can now turn into animals as a result. <laughs> yeah. In part of it, there's a Melody Anderson sort of, she reads a diary, doesn't it? And uh, it reveals incredible secrets in Cambodia as well. Cambodia. I don't know why is there. We'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, <laughs> on, on sort of further reading it, it, it is something to do with his, his father, as you say, he's, he's probably, I don't know. How is he getting the secret out of these natives? <laughs> Who knows? Why would they tell him the secret of turning to animals? <laughs> maybe I've got no idea. Maybe Get nobody rid of ever him. found out because it only lasted yeah, seven episodes. So it might never have happened. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so it starts um, with some crime going down, and yes. uh, you know it's the docks and that, or a warehouse, and there's people mm-hmm. moving boxes around that have got some dodgy cargo inside, and uh, uh-huh. who's this? Stalking them, it's not the police, bread. it's a panther. It is a panther, goodness. Now, one of the advantages of uh, being a panther is you're very, it's very, if it's dark, you can't be seen. Mm-hmm. So, that's I think that's why he turns into uh, you think that's presumably right, all warehouses are dark, aren't they? Yeah, because to be honest, to work. yeah, he only takes turns into really th- three animals, I think, doesn't he? One's a panther. He can turn into One's any. The Hulk. I don't think he does. He can't turn into any, but they haven't done the special effects <laughs> for any of the other animals, so they have to be done off screen. Right? Yeah, they haven't so done any running... for the Hulk, and he turns into that. No, twice, no, they have. In, the, in the next episode, I think, yeah. Oh, in the next they? episode, okay. he has they a, do it a curved nose. No, they don't do it in this curved one. Nose. So <laughs> <laughs> he does have a curved nose and talons. So there you go. The, that's the thing with this, right? It's really, it's insane, isn't it? I mean, who thought of this idea? It's absolutely, it's mental. I mean, it's great that you can turn into an animal. Well done, well done to you. Mm-hmm. But it it doesn't benefit his crime bite. It doesn't benefit anyone. <laughs> I mean, even even to to show that there's a part where he's just a a man, not a animal. Just a man. And he goes in to like get some info and he pretends to be a waiter. He gets yeah. the same information as a man than any other time <laughs> where he's an animal. And also there's one bit where he gets the, he gets some information as the bird, and then he has to like ratify it as the man, as the waiter. <laughs> <laughs> he has to double yeah. check it. <laughs> because of that's the that's the question. When he's the bird, does he have the bird's brain? Or does he have his own brain? Can he remember it? Exactly. And the other thing is, where's the rest of his mass? <laughs> How can he turn into a, a, a bird? Where's the rest of his mass gone? Well, it, it just... I mean, that's quite a, a sensible scientific question, Brett. My Thanks. question is, you see the back of his clothes rip open in a, in a straight line... <laughs> 
Yeah. But it's not like the Hulk where it like rips open in bits because his muscles are getting bigger. This uh-huh. tears in a perfect half. He's three-piece <laughs> tux, whatever he's wearing. <laughs> tears uh-huh. in perfect half. Turns into animal. And when he comes back around, fine. Clothes are fine on just uh-huh. absolutely fine. Oh, like the back on. No, not ripped. Uh-huh. He's just got the clothes. They're not ripped. On. And some, sometimes he, he, he just like he gets knocked out or whatever, so he turns back into a man and, and he's previously been a panther or whatever. His clothes absolutely fine, and his lovely scarf that's fine as well. <laughs> where, where's he? Where does he get these clothes from? The fact that there's a scarf that like returns is really weird. <laughs> a returning scarf, um... and why? If he t- does turn into a panther, right? Panthers are smaller creatures than humans. Back of his mass. I'm obsessed with his mass. Why does it rip the back of his tuxedo? Just Why does bend, it do? Has to Just... bend forward. Because <laughs> <laughs> he has to bend forward. No, he doesn't clip. All he does is this. <sighs> Few deep breaths. Then the bubbly yeah. hands come. The bubbly hands come, yeah. What, what do you think of the transformation? I, I think it's quite good. It's um, Scott Winston, Scott Stan Winston, sorry, Stan, Stan Winston, Winston, who's yeah. done uh, you know Jurassic Park and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. There's actually some really good it's people good. on this. The music, um, not in this pilot episode, but after this, is done by uh, the guy who does Back to the Future and stuff like that. The scores for them. All right. Um, mm-hmm. The Stan Winston is like a a practical effects kind of legend. Um, mm-hmm. And every, there seems to be like a host of these old kind of legendary stars of not, not massive A-listers, but they, they seem to be in these episodes. Um, yeah. But I don't, I don't think it warrants any of that because the, it's, it's really, it really bad. Doesn't. It's really bad. Well, but I do think the transformation is quite good. Yeah. The transformation I, I thought was good. I mean, it's, it's a little bit, overused isn't it i guess because i, mean, the, I think they've lot. only had stan winston in for like a very short time and they're just constantly just rehashing well, they just reuse the same thing basically same he's, scenes, yeah. his, his hands bubbling and turning <laughs> slightly uh-huh. darker and like uh, uh-huh. but but here's the thing the bit where you're watching his knuckles and his hand kind of transforming and bu- I don't yeah. know why they're bubbly, but they keep bubbling like there's like lava under the skin or whatever. That's uh-huh. really that's quite scary and pretty impressive. The clips of his face changing are it's like kind of special effects at first. They're like overlaying different shots, aren't they? Yeah. But then you see like a kind of prosthetic face halfway before it turns into the full animal. Uh-huh. That's really good. Then you see a furry hand that's clearly <laughs> it's the worst. I was gonna ask you. That was that was gonna be my next question. The hand. So it's it's terrible. But when it's I changing, don't think Stan Winston has had any part no. of that. So he's they've he must have been contracted to do the the, the mid, mid change, <laughs> but not the final result. Because <laughs> I mean the show that the hand, the hand is shocking far too often. Far too often the show. It's that like hand. a joke, and, and it, it grows like claws in that, doesn't it? It's terrible. Perfect white claws, which apparently Panther would not have white claws. Will it not? Well, there you go. I mean, the thing is about the transformation stuff as well. I mean, it's just American Werewolf in London, isn't yes, it? Isn't it, it? Is. That's, it that's is. the thing. It's just a massive rip off of that. It is, um, and not as good. I mean, and do you think? I mean, he, he does a lot of heavy breathing. Does does Manuel when he transforms? Yeah. You don't think it would be slightly painful to transform into well, one maybe of these? He's, he's I mean, meditating, getting into the zone. He's, he's meditating. Is that what you think? That's what it is. He's meditating. I just thought he was, uh, I don't know, cracking one off or someone in the back of a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly. He gets a taxi driver to take him. Whatever you say, uh-huh. pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because of course everybody knows in America if you just if you want a taxi you just say it's police business, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> Follow that car, and he says business. to the driver, "Keep your eyes on the road." Oh, yeah, <laughs> what's he gonna do? <laughs> I'm, t- I'm turning into a panther back here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna lob it out the window. So in this episode, he turns into a panther a lot. 
He turns into a hawk a couple of times. Yeah, There's a suggestion he turns into a snake, but he doesn't. But I'm yes. led to believe he does in a later episode. Um, right. But he does turn into a lovely, fluffy pussycat. He certainly does, yes. And he entices the, the half-naked Ursula Andrus with yeah. that, doesn't he? He's, he's uh-huh. shocks her by his appearance in a cupboard. And she puts, she says, oh, silly, I got a shock. Uh, somebody's cat has made it into my apartment. And she's got the cat on her chest. And did you notice what happens in the shot? No. What happened? Because you've got the cat. So she's she's talking through the arms deal on the phone. And it mm-hmm. has, you have a close-up on the cat's face. And the cat looks like it's listening, like inquisitive, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> taking this in. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then it goes back to it. And I was like, where's the cat's face? And the cat's head is burrowed in to the dressing gown <laughs> right next to Miss Andrews's left breast. <laughs> and well, then, who can blame it? And then the cat just pops its head back out again. And I'm <laughs> sure that, that was chance. But yeah, it, must have been. it falls very much in line with uh, JC's overall <laughs> behaviour, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. His demeanour and his behaviour. What I've noticed uh, about uh, JC is he opens his mouth very wide when he speaks for some reason. <laughs> He's got to get the diction just right with those he, words. He certainly <laughs> does. Uh, and Ursula Andress in that scene, she, she only has one line. She, she keeps going, it's to our advantage, to our advantage, over and over again. <laughs> Why well, she just keeps saying that for? Oh, I've got no it's idea. It's quite a convoluted I mean, story plot, isn't it? This It's it's incredibly convoluted. It's a, and it takes this pilot's on for about an hour and 15. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, just this this deal is, it's, it's so It goes on for far too long. It goes on for ages. Like, at the end of it, what's, what's happened? I, mean, I a, still don't understand. I didn't really understand what happened, but yeah. there's there are some... I think the problem with this show is some of the transformations are quite scary. It's meant to be serious, I think, but it's also trying to be funny. It's a bit sexy in parts. It's a little bit... Sometimes it's like you're watching a kind of childish comedy, and then there's a uh-huh. guy telling the woman, like, yeah, yeah, don't keep me waiting all night. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, you know, you got me kinky in here or something. She's like, I don't want no kinky. Oh, that's right. Don't surprise me. I'm that like, yeah. Hey. It was a like, prostitute scene. What's happening? That was a prostitute. She's like, I don't like surprises. I don't want you to be kinky. What? Uh-huh. What the fuck? I... <laughs> like, it's so all over the place. There's like, it really is. It, then there's comedy at the end. Mm-hmm. The fucking colonel, he turns into a Jaws and shark, and he's in a swimming pool going to get the colonel. The very last scene. Like, Wouldn't it, I fuck? mean, how how does that even happen? Do you know what I mean? Because he, he, this colonel's behind it all. I don't know how he's behind it. He's it's something about nerve gas, isn't it? That's what it's about. That we'll get to. How it's about that, I don't know. Because at the start, it's just a cache of weapons. <laughs> it's a cache Panthers, of weapons. <laughs> <laughs> that the Panther's going for. But it somehow turns into Ursula Andress, is uh, this kingpin woman with a fur coat who wants to sell nerve gas to some Saudi to, people. To some Arabs. <laughs> <laughs> for a hundred million that you can fit in a suitcase. I don't know. It It, it was mental. But the end of it's just ridiculous as well because they, they get tied up. Obviously, they don't kill the heroes or whatever. Mm-hmm. They just tie them up. He turns into a panther with his, his heavy breathing. Uh-huh. Some bloke opens the door, faints, and then the the burst in and they just go, he t- he, I'm a panther. And they go, <laughs> oh, no. We better stop all this business now. <laughs> they don't actually do anything. They just turn up and no, that's, turn up. that's it over with. So that's Everything's was, resolved. So that's what I was going to say. So then, like, just to go back to the Jaws bit, the two uh, lead characters, he's still trying to get in her pants, even though mm-hmm. there's no chemistry there, is there, at all. And no, he's, they, he's they trying to... like each other. No, they? they don't like each other. It feels like the actors really don't like each other. Mm-hmm. And um, it's still like this little romantic thing meant to be going on back in his house full of artifacts um, yeah. and she's like but we still didn't catch the colonel and he goes I'll I'll catch the colonel like just says that and <laughs> yeah, I'll do it then the next scene is the colonel again on a on a lilo in the swimming mm-hmm. pool 
making some more calls about arms deals and you hear the Jaws theme and there's a shark in the pool <laughs> going towards him and that's the end. So obviously... Do you think, do you think Mark Manimal devours him as the shark? Or do you I, think he draws the line at eating people? Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> does he... That's the thing. Does he take on the attributes of the animal that he's turned into? Uh-huh, that, uh, that's exactly yes. I mean, does he start pissing up against lampposts? He would kill it, wouldn't he? Yeah, he'd rip their throats out, wouldn't he? Um, oh, we've, we've missed out a very important oh, bit. We've missed out we're a lot. S- <laughs> we have missed out a lot, yeah. <laughs> but one of the bits I, I particularly liked, before getting to this arms deals and, and on a boat and to try and stop it, he decides to let out a plethora of very dangerous <laughs> animals to <this> system. <laughs> and apparently he's got the, the keys to the, all these animals at the zoo. What's he doing with the keys? Yeah, so he, gets to, he goes to tie... Uh, Ty's like, well, what are you going to do? And he goes, well, I've got a plan. And Ty I'm goes, going to do it. Ty goes, oh, you're not going to do it, are you sure? And he says, it's the only way. So they go to a zoo, unlock all of the big cat enclosures, then he turns into a panther, and all him and all of the big cats go to scupper this arm steel. <laughs> It's absolutely insane. Isn't it? So for a start, so he can control the cats, he must be able to lead them somehow. Uh, psychic, he psychic uh, links with the animals. Because otherwise, he wouldn't need to turn into the cat at all, right? I mean, he did look at them when they were getting a little bit angsty, and that he did yeah. look at them. <laughs> he did get a little stop, like, didn't he? he went, lads. Oh, watch it. <laughs> I can turn into a panther, so and I will do thing. just now. So I think they keep using the same shot of the panther jumping on some boxes over and over yeah. again. And one thing uh-huh. you may have noticed this stood out to me. Whenever there's animals involved, there's no yeah. music. It's uh-huh. in slow motion. It's, uh-huh. it's very strange. <laughs> it's very strange. It is very there's strange. no atmosphere in this show a lot of the time. There's... It's no, so no, it's slow dead, and like there's like well, just dead space where no one's talking to each other. Nothing's happening. <laughs> the other thing that generally there isn't when the animals are around is any actors because <laughs> it's highly dangerous. <laughs> so it's always just the shot of like the animal's face <laughs> and then back on to like Meldy Anderson again. The, they're never interacting, are they? I well, mean, Meldy, Meldy Anderson said, like don't put face. me anywhere near that panther. <laughs> Hasn't <laughs> you? That's that's exactly what you said. Well, I, there's a there's a bit there's a few fight scenes where the stunt guys get involved with animals, but not the actual actors. No, yeah, yeah. So, um, mm. but what happens when they get there is obviously the people who have all the nerve gas throw a canister towards Professor Mr. Animal, Mr. Animal, um, and Brett. What did you think about this bit? What did I think? You know, I'll be quite honest. I was switching off by this this point uh, mentally. I, I nothing, just, once you got the nothing animals came out, the out zoo, nothing came out of that canister. <laughs> like, Do you have nothing, to see nerve gas? Is it not invisible? As, well, when they go to someone's house and spray them with something, and it's like a big cloud. Or you could, if that was the case, I could sell nerve gas, couldn't I? Yeah, exactly. There you go. Do you want to buy yeah. this nerve gas? Hundred million. <laughs> there you go. Where is it? It's in there. I'm not letting it out. And even if I did, okay. it would be invisible. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll let it out. Be worth it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you can't invisible see it. So I, so I just assumed, but it lingers on it for ages, and it keeps going uh-huh. back with the. They put masks on. The bad guys, yeah, and it keeps going uh-huh. back to it, like spinning around on the floor, and but it must, no it must have meant to have like exploded, <laughs> and it doesn't, because, and I was like, oh, it hasn't worked, and the cat's escaped, but then the cat, uh-huh. the panther, just starts like sliding along the floor a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> and eventually sliding stops, along the and floor, he, he turns back into a man. Um, the other time he was a panther and turned back into a man. Mm-hmm. He woke up uh, with his arm around Melody, mm-hmm. who was also knocked out. Yeah, because he jumped out of a window as a panther, didn't he? Uh huh. He did. And Is Melody Anderson what? took a, a right tumble. 
I'm sure it wasn't her. She really did. But did you the the other favorite bit of that was where somebody riding past her on a bike smacked her in the face with a bike. (laughs) Yeah, it was a suitcase. Somebody cracked her one with the suitcase right in the face. This this was when she was a beat cop at the start. (laughs) But they couldn't decide what she was going to be. So it was just beat cop at the start and then a plain clothes detective after this. Insane, but yeah, she did take a, a good whacking, didn't so she? Funny. Spinning round uh-huh. like fun. <laughs> <laughs> she's got like a lot on her plate, isn't she? This detective. I mean, she's a partner's shot. Yeah, partner. There's a big crash. murder at the beginning. Brutally, it's his own fault in that. He's because he, I think he goes, You're starting World War Three. That's why he asked the, the guy, and he just blows up all of the the explosives and stuff. It's his own fault he gets you. And then she follows a panther who's roaming the streets. She forgets about the criminals at this point and she (laughs) follows the panther into a dead end. But God forbid, there's only a man in a tuxedo and she lets him go. (laughs) He's very posh. (laughs) He's very posh. He talks very slowly, doesn't he? He he talks with his his mouth really wide open. I mean, he's a handsome chap. He is as cheesy one line as galore, isn't there? And he's yeah. quite predatory, not just when he's a he's quite predatory. <laughs> he's, he's I'm not keen on his methods <laughs> at all. <laughs> and uh, apparently in later episodes, because the, the chemistry was so bad between the two actors, they just decided that he would be a playboy. Okay. That's <laughs> so I, I would assume that he's a uh, his predatory behaviour gets a little bit worse. But who can resist a man in a tuxedo? Well, of course. And a long scarf. Time, a lovely scarf. There's, uh, exactly. When he comes out of Ursula Andrews's place and Ty's waiting outside, Ty's like, uh, hey, did you get what you need? And he goes, I was a pussycat. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what they're saying. So, I mean, that... that Let's talk about that, right? Because in, in the journals that Melody Anderson reads, mm-hmm. she reads that for some reason, I mean, we're talking about a British man here who's also a professor, was in Vietnam. And that's, <laughs> that's how he, he met his friends. <laughs> what, what's he doing there? Working for the special forces. <laughs> what a load of rubbish. What a load of rubbish. Get, oh, it's, so and I met one. my good friend, who is now my driver. You get captured. Uh-huh. And the so tide back to back. Yeah. And uh which another, they wouldn't dream of doing again in the episode, would they? No, they wouldn't not in exactly the same manner. <laughs> with the same <laughs> outcome. Um, so one of the most memorable pieces of dialogue in the show happens at this point, where right. uh JC says to Ty, What do you want for dinner, Ty? A nice Chateaubriand. <laughs> and, he, and he goes... Is that your favourite? <laughs> <laughs> but then he goes... <laughs> Ty's like, this is no time for jokes, man. Look at these guys. They look like we're going to be on the menu. All that they got to decide is whether they want the white meat or the dark meat first. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did remember that. And As he was saying it, I was say. like... Uh... <laughs> oh my god <laughs> surely uh, Jonathan Chase would, would have went I shouldn't even be here I'm British this yeah. has got nothing to do with me how am I getting myself into anyway, this anyway he uses thing? the jungle voodoo and he turns yes, into the big which cat which nobody knows about it's the jungle technique breathing <laughs> technique <thingly. laughs> a jungle breathing technique that allows him to turn into any animal he wants. I like how basically, so what happens here is Ty's hand and his hand are like almost brushing, like they're almost holding hands, aren't they? Um, yeah. Like they're back to back. And he starts going a bit like, oh, he's like, he can feel the bubbly hands, can't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? But what, Ooh, he what can't, but what he doesn't, so he's perturbed by the bubbly hands. Doesn't seem Which to notice that also he's turned into a panther. Like, did you notice that? Bit? Like, they're not just his hands, he's turned into a panther. <laughs> well, he's back to back. He only can feel the, the, the bubbling. That's the thing. 
I mean, it, it's absolutely in this. Uh, the whole idea of this thing is just absolutely insane. And it, it wouldn't be so bad if any of it made any kind of sense. The story, do you know and what I mean? This arms deal thing. So, what the fuck? There's so many times I'm like, terrible. I've got no idea what the story is about now. Yeah. And who is this? Like, is a guy called Jeans or something? The guy that keeps popping up. Jeans. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, is he the one where the panther turns up and he goes? Not again. And just jumps off the ship. <laughs> he goes, oh, and jumps <laughs> off the ship. <laughs> Sick of this goddamn panther. Yeah, him. The one who's with the prostitute to get the snake I on. Think what, so, what I'd like to do is to sit down with Jonathan Chase and say, yes, fair enough. You know, be a crime fighter, but just lose the animal thing. It doesn't help you <laughs> at all. It doesn't do you any good. The only time it did um, any good was when he was the eagle and he stole the camera. And I'm sure the person actually just gave the eagle the camera yeah. when that happened. <laughs> the rest of it is just creeping about as a panther, which you can just do as a, a man. What, what's, what are you doing, man? Jumps. All slow motion jumps of foxes <laughs> through, it is through that. windows. That poor panther uh-huh. jumping through windows left, right and centre. <laughs> um, oh no, they're going to do that. Who knows? Yeah, it's, it's know. shocking, isn't it? And also, the, mm-hmm. you're saying, like, do you think the shark ate the guy? No, I don't, because the only effect this animal, any animal that he turns into, has on everyone, is it instantly causes people to faint when they see an animal. Like, that's it. It does. Like, these henchmen, these bad guys. It's, oh, it's an animal, is it? I fainted. Huh? I, th- I think uh, Manimal hasn't thought it through and what's actually happened once he's become the shark and gone to the water, which this man hasn't heard because sharks wouldn't make a noise getting into water at all would <laughs> from the edge of the see, swimming pool. You'd see the man <laughs> at the edge of the swimming pool before he gets in and turns into a shark. <laughs> I, th- I think the poor shark has died of chlorine poisoning because it's not actually the sea where it should be. So it's died before it's got to the man in the first place. <laughs> I don't think sharks are meant to be in swimming pools at all. So that's what I think. Well, honestly, this show, the plot is tiresome and confusing. It's obviously yes, an effect. Tedious. It is basically for a posh Englishman to have some James Bond-style one-liners and get his leg over. Mm-hmm. There's, It's a vehicle for some special effects which they've not really thought about whether the result of that is any use or not. (laughs) And they haven't managed to see the effects through all the way to a lifelike cat's hand. (laughs) Plus, don't forget the mass. And the mass, they haven't talked about the mass. Some confusion over the mass. And the repeated use of an eagle screaming and a big cat going (laughs) (laughs) over and over and over again. I mean, we see him turn into the cat, I think five Mm -hmm. times in an hour, and it's really slow. There's one bit. It does. I mean, one bit, if if it did it fleetingly, it would be good, but it's just over and over again. One bit you see the whiskers growing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know so that was completely out. unnecessary, wasn't it? The whiskers. <laughs> also, he can only seemingly transform as he's looking at his hand. He's got to look at his hand for some reason, hasn't he? Can't look anywhere else, just the hand. And also, there was a bit where his hand was slightly next to the moon. I don't know if that was. Does yeah, he so need I the moon? Does it need to be nighttime? Is it like a werewolf right. thing? But none of the, this is answered, is it? It's not even set up, never mind answered. It's just, <laughs> it's just this man can turn into an animal. Don't worry about his clothes or his mass. He can just do it. <laughs> it's like and the he's level taking of it upon himself belief. to try and help the police that do not want his help. Yes. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, he's putting his nose where it, it doesn't belong. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. allow it. Who's the Andrews to sell the nerve gas to these uh, Arabs? <laughs> who, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> kind of says a dud. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the, dudes, the invisible nerve gas. Well, anyway, 
it's give us a laugh, and I think it's worth watching for a laugh. But it is. It, it's watch so it once, daft. just to so see daft. what it's like. It's terrible. I've, Real yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. Um, Brett, I've got you a quiz. We never talked about Ooh. quiz, but I've got you one. Well, Let's just like. get it up. So um, okay, it's. Uh, I'll wait for you. I'll wait for it's, you. It's, it's here. It's here. Don't worry. It's World Cup fever this week because tickets are on sale again for the World Cup. I haven't tried to oh, get yeah. them this time. I got an email saying if I want to buy some. Well, I, I don't. I went in the lottery when they were first announced mm-hmm. and I, I was unsuccessful. And this time right. I just couldn't be bothered. But anyway, what oh, I want well. to ask you, which is a football-related yeah. question, Brett. Do you think Manimal plays football? I think he would be absolutely dreadful and probably break somebody's leg while trying to play. I think he would. Um, I don't think there's any place for animal transformations on in the beautiful game, do you? Yeah, I wonder if he would turn into a, like an ostrich or something like that. Yeah, um, an octopus. <laughs> um, so, the first World Cup that I think we can remember seeing is 1990. I think we yes. talked about before. I didn't mm-hmm. really watch it that much. I can remember the final being on, but I can't uh-huh. remember the famous semi-final against Germany, West Germany at the time, of course, not just Germany. Uh, yeah, okay. um, you can. So, what I want mm-hmm. to ask you, Brett, is to name the England starting lineup. The starting lineup: Shelton, mm-hmm. Parker, yes, P.S. yes. Um, uh, uh, Platt. Yes. I'll leave the centre halves because they, uh, um, Gascoigne. Yes. Lineker. Yes. Barnes. Uh-uh. I'll be wrong with Barnes. Waddle. Yeah. Um. Oh, who am I missing? Um. Butcher got injured, did he? I think he got injured. Yeah, but he played all the way Was through he, uh, the seventy-first minute. Did he? So he was playing. Yep. So Butcher. Um, who else? Wright. Yep. Um, you got two more to get. Two more. Was he done this playing? in order? Either Beardsley was playing, so you got one more. And I don't think you'll get it. One more. You don't think I'll get it? No. Is it an obscure midfielder? No, it's not. I just don't think you'll get it because you wouldn't think this person would be on the pitch with the rest of them. Uh, Steve Hodge. <laughs> no. It's, uh, Go on a de- it's another defender. There's what I was playing. There was three cents. Oh, well, cent I was going to say that. I because we were playing with the sweeper on that one, weren't we? Yeah. So he was, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they were playing with the sweeper. So Parker, right back, PSL left back, right mm-hmm. butcher, and there's Walker. Do you know who came on for Terence Butcher? Um, it's our only substitution of the game where I guess you could only make like two at the time or something. Two, yeah, but that's odd that one he made one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Who came on? Well, not I'm really not when you sure. look at the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Is Neil Webb on the bench? No. Oh, that's a shame. There's only f- yeah, there's so five. Bonds so- would be on the bench, wouldn't he? He's not there. Bonds. He's not, he's there. not on the he's not on the bench. No. That's very, very odd. No, who came on? Trevor Stephen sure. came on. Trevor Stephen, Jesus. And the other Christ. substitute options were Tony Dorigo, mm-hmm. Steve McMahon, and Steve Bull. That's pretty terrible. That we it? had, a, we had a pretty. It's got to be one of the best forward lines in the yeah. World Cup and in in the in our history. Biersley Lineker, Gaza, Waddle, Gaza. That. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic, and you know yeah. Pierce as well. Um, Parker was minting as well, apart from the unfortunate so encore. Um, but yeah, but that bench it drops off a cliff passively with the bench, is it? It does, it really does. I mean, uh, there was there surely better players than Shilton, shouldn't have been Trevor there, Steven. No, nah, definitely not. Anyway, he did quite well. well. There you go, still did well. Anyway. Did well. I, yeah, there you go. That was that well done. You, you know, your stuff about football, and I don't is you? that it? That's it. Haven't <laughs> <laughs> put a lot of work in there, have you, Cliff? <laughs> Your yeah. dad's not going to be happy with you, is he? I'm not You've even let him down. You've let everybody down. <laughs> I thought it was going to be 
a, quest, a quiz about animals, possibly people who think that animals, <laughs> something like that. No, any time. But no. I finished watching it a minute before we started recording. <laughs> oh, did you? How long did it take you to watch it? Six days? I watched half of it yesterday morning and then I tried this morning. I just couldn't. So... You just couldn't. just couldn't. Couldn't do it. Well, anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Hope you enjoy Manimal. Uh, you probably mm-hmm. didn't enjoy that quiz. Not much of a quiz, really, was it? Um, <laughs> and, but anyway, the music to play us out is Simulacran Lab. Yes. With the Manimal theme tune. See you later. Enjoy. Bye bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 